Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning, Diarrhea! It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Yes, sir. family wow wow i didn't think anything would distract me i didn't think anything would distract me after john gruden and everything that happened with him the new york times article then he resigned as the head coach i didn't think anything would distract me from that (laughs) i was speechless Because that news came out maybe, what, an hour before the Giants and the Dodgers. And somehow, I don't know how they did it, but the Giants managed to come up big in Game 3. The 1-0. Lux hit the air. That ball's hit well. That ball's back. Duggar on the track. Makes the catch to end the game. The win knocked it down. And the ball game is over. And the Giants win game three, one to nothing. Lux is beside himself at first base. He covered that completely and has stayed in the park. He cannot believe it did not go out. Credits to TBS for the audio. Brian Anderson on the call. 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. Join me. Bask in the celebration that is game three. I'm not saying... That the Giants are going to win the World Series. I'm not even going to say. I'm not even saying they're winning this series. But let's just take a moment to celebrate what was a fantastic baseball game. It was fantastic. I know it was just a one nothing game. There weren't many runs scored, but there was good defense. Not not actually not good defense. Great defense being played by both teams. It wasn't just it wasn't just the Giants. It was the Dodgers as well. I mean, the wind played a huge factor. Kapler had to manage his way through that game. Dave Roberts had it a little easier. He just has a guy like Scherzer that you can throw out there for eight innings and you can have him throw 150 pitches and he'd be okay with it. But it's not the same exactly with Gabe Kapler. It's not the same. But let's just take a moment and celebrate what was Game 3. 888 That's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. Now, the first thing that I do want to talk about is Alex Wood. Because Alex Wood, being a former Dodger, having that postseason experience... That's why I wanted him to go in Game 3. I was saying that before the series. I didn't want to see Di Sclafani there in that spot. Di Sclafani, knowing how he's pitched over in Dodger Stadium, and we'll get to see how that works out tonight. 
I'm not sure. Have the Dodgers announced their starter yet? The last time I looked, before I went to bed, because that game lasted till 9.45, uh, and I had to get everything set up here. But the last time I looked, uh, Dave Roberts and his coaching staff were going to meet up after the game. We're going to circle up, according to him, and choose the pitcher for tonight. But we know that Dee Sclafani is going to be going for the Giants. But Alex Wood went in Game 3, and he gave you... A strong four and two-thirds innings, gave up two hits, struck out four, had a couple of walks, but overall... I thought that he was working in rhythm. I thought that he looked comfortable out there, despite the fact that it looked like it was the windiest day in Los Angeles history at Dodger Stadium. But I do want to go back to one specific pitch, one specific at-bat, excuse me. And again, 888-957-9570, join me and let's bask in the celebration that was Game 3 here. But I want to go back to the bottom of the third inning. The bottom of the third inning was huge for Alex Wood because Albert Pujols, who actually had two hits overall in the game, but Albert Pujols leads the inning off with a single. It's a 1-2 count. Then he leads it off with a single. Will Smith is up next, and Will Smith, we know how he, he does against the Giants. Will Smith, sent, Will Smith just ends up flying out to, to Lamont Wade, who was in the perfect spot, by the way. Lamont Wade, uh, 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 he's, he was just he was great all night in left field. But he ended up catching the, the fly ball. Then Max Scherzer comes in. He's supposed to try and get the sack bunt, and you know what? He does that on the first pitch of the at-bat. So you're there with two outs. You're there with two outs, and this is going to be a popular theme among this game, but it was Mookie Betts coming up to the plate with two down. And at this point, Albert Pujols is already at second, and Mookie Betts, whew, he had... An at-bat that I was incredibly nervous about. Incredibly nervous. Because there was a passed ball in this situation, which got Albert Pujols to third. And then after 10 pitches, when it got to a 3-2 count, because he started out 0-2, fouled off a couple, then he pitched the wild pitch, then there were a couple of more fouls, still in a 1-2 count, then it turned to a 2-2 count, then it turned to a 3-2 count, then on the 10th pitch of the at-bat, Alex Wood does this. And Mookie Betts in a long battle here with Alex Wood. Popped him up. Keep an eye on it. Mastella. He's got it. And the inning is over. Alex Wood gets through three. Three scoreless for the giant hurler. We are still scoreless as we go to the fourth. Again, credit to TBS for that audio. And Brian Anderson, he didn't nearly mirror the exact emotion that I think a lot of Giants fans were feeling in that spot because it's Mookie Betts. It's a right-handed batter going up against a left-handed batter. So Alex Wood would then stay in the game after that and he'd get through he'd get through the fourth um, and really that wasn't without any issues either. I mean he gave up a, a couple of walks there and then you had a huge uh, uh, force out by A.J. Pollock uh, in order to get out of the inning. Whew! It was there was just a lot going on, but in the bottom of the fourth, they managed to get out of it. Then in the top of the fifth, Mr. Evan Longoria, who was three for forty-five prior to this at bat, comes through in the wind. Fly ball left field hit pretty well. Back on it is Pollock. This ball's carrying, and this ball is gone. Evan Longoria puts the Giants on top. So this is where things get interesting because Evan Longoria ends up getting the home run and he would get out and Max Scherzer would get out of that inning uh, relatively unscathed after that and that would be the only run that he would give up and that would actually be the Giants last hit in the ball game because they only totaled three hits in this entire thing but then in the bottom of the fifth you're seeing the same situation as I just played in the third inning. Albert Pujols, 
let it, yet again leads it off with a single. But this time they put in a pinch runner. Pinch runner, and my goodness, if I have to watch Albert Pujols sprint the base pass again, it just it makes me sad every time watching Albert Pujols sprint the base pass. But nevertheless, we're not going to stick to that so much. But then they get Will Smith to fly out again. Then Max Scherzer tries to put out a sacrifice bunt, doesn't get it, ends up striking out on it instead because he foul-balled the 0-2 count. And then Mookie Betts is back at the plate. And instead of Alex Wood trying to go at him again, instead of risking that 10-pitch at-bat that we saw when Alex Wood got out of it in the bottom of of the third, Gabe Kapler decides to make the move. Decides to make the move to bring in Tyler Rogers, And this proved to be one of the difference makers in this game because it's still the fourth inning. Like How often, or excuse me, the fifth inning. It's still the fifth inning. How often have we seen Tyler Rogers in the fifth? Rarely. Rarely. So clearly, Gabe Kapler just wasn't at the point where he wanted to, he wasn't at the point where he wanted to bring in a, you know, a, a Dominic Leone to go up against the right-handed batter, or a Zach Littell, or a a Kervin Castro. He didn't want to bring in any of those guys. He decided to bring in the pitcher who has been typically coming in in the seventh or eighth inning ever since Camilo Doval comes in as the closer, and we'll get to we'll get to Camilo Doval in just a second. Trust me. Uh, but Tyler Rogers comes in, <laughs> leads off the at bat with three straight balls, gets it to a three zero count. Then he gets a gift, but then there's two straight strikes, makes it a full count, and then he manages to get out of the inning. Rogers deals, runner goes, a hot one, caught by Crawford. Got to go across the diamond, off balance, no problem. Heck of a play by Brandon Crawford. Alex Wood sees his runner stranded, and the Giants lead this game three of the National League Division Series. one nothing San Francisco. They come to bat in the sixth when we continue. So Gabe Kapler, whoo, he made the right move. Then he ends up keeping him in the sixth inning. In the sixth inning, there was there was really nothing doing. There's nothing doing. I, I mean, I, you know, there was some good defense by the Dodgers. Granted, there was some good defense. A, a, a lot of nice plays uh, made by Chris Taylor. That entire sixth inning was dedicated to Chris Taylor there. But then they get out of the bottom of the six because Tyler Rogers just kind of mowed his way through the lineup, except for uh, Justin Turner there. But then in the seventh inning, this is the interesting thing. In the seventh inning, Gabe Kapler decides to keep Tyler Rogers into game. And, and you know, I, I think it was at the point I I didn't know what to think of the move. I, I didn't know what to think because I'm also wondering, well, what are your other options? You know, you're going to be going up against a righty here uh, with A.J. Pollock. Steven Souza, another righty. Will Smith, another righty. So clearly you want to bring a righty in. And if he doesn't trust Leon or Littell or Castro, then that's the only option, except for Camilo Doval. So he keeps Tyler Rogers in the game, and I, I didn't think one way or another about it. Gets A.J. Pollock to ground out on the 1-2 count, but then there are two straight singles. Two straight singles from Souza and Will Smith. So you got two runners on. And then that's when Max Scherzer comes out of the game and Dave Roberts decides to pinch hit Austin Bards and Jake McGee ends up coming into the game and Gabe Kapler is managing the hell out of this one. Then Austin Barnes strikes out on three straight pitches. And then the play of the season happens for Brandon Crawford. And that is a line of And the defense is shining brightly tonight. Timed his jump perfectly. Got the hair flying. McGee pumping the fist. And the Giants are out of it. And it just makes you think, where would we be without Brandon Crawford? Where would we be without his defense? I I, I don't know... Because there were a couple of games there. The fact that it came down to 162, the final game of the season, and Brandon Crawford had multiple games where he saved it with his defense, 
This was another one. I don't know how he got up in that situation. But Mookie Betts, the third time that he's coming in, in a situation where he could have possibly given the Dodgers the lead, instead Brandon Crawford takes that hit away. Just... One of the most incredible catches, and I don't even I don't even want to have you know that MVP discussion because if you mention that he's the MVP of the league, then everyone's going to go, well, it just matters in the regular season, and Bryce Harper's the favorite for the postseason for the regular season MVP. And you know, I, all of a sudden, I'm making everyone sound like they're Saturday Night Live host person. But look, that catch was just. It, it just takes your breath away. It really does. It leaves you speechless. You wonder what else this guy can do. And he had that double play earlier on in the game. Just a just a massive, massive catch uh, by Brandon Crawford. And then you get through the eighth inning, and Camilo Doval comes in. Camilo Doval comes in for Jake McGee. He's coming in for the six-out save. The young... <laughs> Phenom, damn near, who's supposed to be the guy. Like, Camilo Duvall, when we're talking about him in the minor leagues and what was expected of him, these were the spots he was expected to go. But I don't know if it was supposed to be at this point in his career with his first rookie season. I don't think it was supposed to be that way. Gets them to a 2-2 count and gets Trey Turner, Corey Seager, and Justin Turner out. Your 2-3-4 guys. And then in the bottom of the ninth, you get Chris Taylor, who flies out to Steven Duggar on the yo one count. AJ Pollock just uh, just overpowering him with the fastball, then coming in with the slider. I mean, 100 miles an hour, 99.7 miles an hour, then 88 miles an hour, and then the last out of the game. The 1 0. Locks in the air. That ball's hit well. That ball's back. Duggar on the track. Makes the catch to end the game. The win knocked it down, and the ball game is over, and the Giants win game three, one to nothing. Lux is beside himself at first base. He covered that completely, and it stayed in the park. He cannot believe it did not go out. I mean, talk about some bad luck, huh? Shout out to TBS again for that audio. All right, we got to go to commercial here, but on the other side, with that Gavin Lux fly ball, it just it just it wasn't just a fly ball. He thought that it was a home run, and for good reason. Why? Well, I'll give you the explanation for that on the other side. Plus, we'll get to what Gabe Kapler had to say uh, regarding that unbelievable gem that he managed in last night's game to get the one nothing win. Steven Langford in on the pregame. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Game show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford.
888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number. I want you to help me bask in the glory. That is game three. Don't need to make any serious predictions right now. I'm not saying that the Giants are winning the World Series. I'm not saying the Giants are winning the National League. I'm not saying the Giants are winning this series. But let's just take today to appreciate what we saw last night in the Giants' one nothing win over the L.A. Dodgers. Now, I want to focus specifically because we went through the entire game in that last segment. And I'm sorry if I, you know... Gave you a lot of information in 16 minutes to start out the show at 5 a.m., but that's what I do. I got I had to recap the game. There was just so much that went into uh, that one nothing win. But you're just locked into every pitch. That that entire game from the get go. You know when Scherzer gets out of it and and and, and, and you know he leads off with the Tommy Lastella walk. And then you have Alex Wood, who gave you a good outing, and all the pitching changes. But then it led to the point where Camilo Doval, the Giants' star closer, to come in and get a six-out save. And it all culminated with this final at-bat. Now, there are two reasons why this is so special. There are two reasons. Now, I want to play the highlight for you, but there are when you really think about it, I, I really do get chills just thinking about that matchup. The 1-0. Locks in the air. That ball's hit well. That ball's back. Duggar on the track. Makes the catch to end the game. The win knocked it down. And the ball game is over. And the Giants win game three. One to nothing. Lux is beside himself at first base. He covered that completely and has stayed in the park. He cannot believe it did not go out. Now let's think about this. Let's take a let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. And from the nine two five, can we all agree that the wind was probably wearing a Giants jersey last night? Well, look, the same as I'm, I'm looking at it the same way as the home plate umpire Ted Barrett. His strike zone it may have sucked. It was garbage. The strike zone that Ted Barrett had, however. He was consistent, calling it both sides. You can look at a couple of pitches for the Dodgers that went the Dodgers' way. You can look at a couple of pitches for the Giants that went the the Giants' way. Same with the wind. The wind may have knocked that one down for Gavin Lux and maybe a couple of others, but it was the same for the Giants as well. Took away a home run from Mike Yastrzemski, for example. He was very close to having one, what looked like it could have been a home run. And Evan Longoria, luckily, was... Had the uh, was the guy who had the wherewithal to hit it to left field, but let's take a step back and appreciate that moment with what happened because it's Camilo Doval up against Gavin Lux, and if you don't know about Gavin Lux, he was the Dodgers' number one prospect going into this, a first round pick out of high school. A lot was expected of him. Gavin Lux expected to be the next big star for this team. Camilo, Camilo Doval, on the other hand, was the 31st ranked prospect. <laughs> the 31st. And now you're getting those two up at the plate. And Camilo Doval is coming in for a six-out save, and their trajectories are polar opposites. Gavin Lux, you know, he, 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 yeah, he's, he's okay, but not even good enough to be uh, starting on the roster at 23 years old. Then you enter in Camilo Doval, who's 24 years old, not nearly ranked as high as a prospect, and now he's coming in for the six-out save, and he's doing it against Gavin Lux on his rival team, on the Dodgers. Think about that. It, It brings you back to that Brad Pitt quote from Moneyball. How can you not be romantic about baseball? That's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> it ended up in that situation. Now, still, we, we, we got a couple of games left. It's not like that was, you know, Game 7 of the World Series and it all came down to that. But that matchup there, I think it just it, it speaks back to everything that's happened this season uh, with the Giants and the Dodgers. You know, it, it, it's a microcosm of the year where, you know, the Dodgers... Just like Gavin Lux, the number one prospect, the number one team going into this season, the 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 one that everyone is expecting to win. 
Whereas the other hand, Camilo Doval on the Giants, Camilo Doval, the 31st-ranked prospect, you know, same with the Giants. I mean, the Giants were even less than that. If you were to count the Giants on on the prospect list, they wouldn't even be in the top 100. But still, that whole at-bat there was a microcosm of what went down. And then I saw Jeff Passan tweet this out after the game. And we're getting some text here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Where is it? Oh man, there's there's a lot coming in here uh, at between five and five thirty uh, from the six two eight. Didn't Lux look like an idiot with that face at the end? LOL. From the five one zero, that last out was so awesome because Lux thought he hit a homer. He put his hand up in triumph right after he hit it, and after it got caught, the look on Lux's face was priceless. Well, here's the reason why he thought he hit a homer. And this is from Jeff Passan. Gavin Lux, and this is going to be, there are going to be a lot of numbers thrown in here. Going to be a lot of numbers, so bear with me. But from Jeff Passan, Gavin Lux hit the final pitch of the game 106.9 miles an hour and at a 22 degree launch angle. Batters this season on balls hit at that speed with a 22 degree launch angle. We're 55 for 62 with 38 home runs. The Dodgers had four such hits this year. All of them were homers. 55 for 62, by the way, is good enough for an 887 batting average. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is analytics, baby. All of a sudden, everyone's into analytics now. All of a sudden, you've heard me on here at 5 a.m. Who's this nerd, this analytical nerd? trying to give me launch angle and exit velocity and expected batting average. Who cares? Well, now you see what happens. All right, I'm not going to use that to just gloat about my own self, but seriously, that's crazy, isn't it? (laughs) For the 650, it's called wind. (laughs) And the wind takes it down. And the wind knocks it down. But even that one, that's just wild, though. 55 for 62, that's what happens. That's what happens. That's, again... How can you not be romantic about baseball? I need to find that drop. And here's what Gabe Kapler, by the way, let's get to his, let's get to what he had to say about Camilo Duvall, and then we'll continue to discuss the game on the other side. But here's what Camilo, or excuse me, Gabe Kapler had to say about Camilo Duvall's six out outing. Yeah, I mean, I think tonight was uh, particularly impressive because it's it's one thing to ask a guy to you know close out big games um, without a long track record of success, and it's kind of a, another step to do what he did to come like in a in an inning that wasn't necessarily going to be his inning, but you just kind of found yourself right in the middle of the lineup, and he was certainly the, the right guy for that moment. But then to have him be so successful in that first inning and him have so much confidence to go back out there and, and, and do it again, you know, I think this one was was the most impressive of all. Not necessarily from a stuff perspective. Slider's been nasty at times. You know, he's kind of 100, 101 like he was tonight. So that that wasn't the surprise. It was just the the calm, the poise, the teammate behavior to get to get back out there and, and do it for a second inning was was really impressive. Ice in his veins. Ice cold Camilo Doval. Man, what a great game. What a great game. We're going to talk more about it on the other side. 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. You can talk about whatever you want from that game because I just want to celebrate today what we saw last night. And we'll get to all that next. And I'm definitely going to repeat that Gavin Lux and Camilo Doval story about 5.55, just so we can at least give the new audience what we got here in this second segment. Thanks, everyone, for joining the pregame show. I'll be back after this. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Baseball's a crazy sport. Baseball's a crazy sport. Now, the NFL did have its story of the day. Actually, no, I think we can we can count that as the, the story of the year uh, with what happened with John Gruden yesterday as he has resigned as 
head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders after the emails. And I only have so much time in this show, and I want to celebrate it. Uh, I want to use it celebrating the Giants. However, if you want to hear my thoughts on what's going on with Gruden, as well as Joe Spadoni, who is the technical producer for not only Willard and Dibs, but for Steiny and Guru as well, we're going to be doing a podcast later on today that will be released today, talking about everything with John Gruden. Black Hole Sundays is back. We've done two episodes already. You can find that under the pregame show tab on the Odyssey app, as you already do. You just have to favorite 95.7 The Game, and you can check out the pregame show there, and you can see Black Hole Sundays. It's all under the pregame show umbrella, and we will be releasing a podcast about uh, John Gruden and everything that's going on with the Las Vegas Raiders, if you're interested interested in hearing about that and our thoughts about that because well Spadoni I mean Spadoni he had a he had a tweet that went viral yesterday I mean the dude is a I mean he's great he's great he had like thousands of retweets on one of them it was awesome (laughs) it's not awesome with the situation though but I do want to take a moment for these last 20 minutes just to celebrate what a great not only game we had yesterday with the Giants and Dodgers, but the sport of baseball in general, because things can go in so many different directions. The Tampa Bay Rays yesterday, the Tampa Bay Rays, they were leading the American League. They had the best record in the American League. But then they end up falling to the Red Sox 3-1 to in this series. And yesterday, Kevin Cash was trying to pull out all the stops because he started out the game with Colin McHugh and then decides to bring in his star who played in Game 1, who started in Game 1, in Shane McClanahan. Then McClanahan ends up giving up the five earned runs and the Rays bounce back, but then the Red Sox hit the walk-off to make it a 6-5 game in the bottom of the ninth inning as they fought and clawed their way back for the rest of the game after the second inning. Unbelievable. But this Giants and Dodgers game, this just goes to show you, in a one nothing game like that, it goes to show you how good these two teams are and why they... We're at the 107 and 106 win threshold, respectively. The reason they were doing it is because they had good pitching, which is what the Dodgers have and which is what the Giants had. Their lineups, they would normally get it done, but they didn't do it yesterday. The pitching ended up uh, being the, 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 the David compared to the Goliath there. But I thought that the defense that was played, the positioning... The changes that were made by Gabe Kapler, that was that game three was a game played by two of the best teams in baseball, and it's no mistake that they were. Those records weren't flukes. That was a great game yesterday. Because you had Gabe Kapler, who decided after four and two-thirds innings, even though Alex Wood had only given up a couple of hits, that this would be the time to bring in Tyler Rogers, a guy who normally doesn't come in till the seventh or the eighth inning, depending on what, how the matchups work out. It's always, you know, a, it's always a variation of Jake McGee, Tyler Rogers, depending on if there's a lefty or a righty up at the plate, and then you bring in Camilo Duvall in the ninth. But instead, plans changed. Plans changed, and he decides to bring in Tyler Rogers early on in the game manages to get out of it and and there's just there's plenty to look back on there's plenty to look back on but i do have to say that the defense that was played by the dodgers it felt like at that point their lineup was going to come through it felt like oh their defense is keeping them in this game they can score one run it's you know it, you don't have to be a bad reliever in order just to give up a run to this team like that can happen but then the giants were fighting back with the with their own defense even though they were up one nothing thanks to the Evan Longoria home run in triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero that's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. Uh, there was one play specifically, too, because it's not just Gabe Kapler and the pitching changes and everything, but it's also Andrew Bailey. It's the other coaches among that coaching staff, the scouts within that Giants department, who know how to shift that defense. I, I look to the sixth. 
I look to the sixth inning when uh, Lamont Wade is shaded toward left center as opposed to the left field foul line. And he's right in line with the ball that's hit from Turner, which could have easily been a double and changed the outcome of the game in the sixth inning. But instead, he was right where he needed to be. Then you get the out. From the 4-8-0, what about Brian at first? Well, you know, Brian at first, there were a couple of moments. There was that one ground ball that was right by him, and I was thinking, oh, well, if Brandon Belt were in, maybe there could have been an effort there. But, hey, look, they didn't make any mistakes in order to hurt them. It didn't get him to that point. But that play by Lamont Wade, the play by Steven Duggar, and then to cap it off, with two outs and with Mookie Betts at the plate, with two runners on after Tyler Rogers got into a little hot water and Gabe Kapler had to bring in Jake McGee, the lefty, to go against two righties in Austin Bards and Mookie Betts. And then he does this. And that is a line of call by Crawford! Brandon Crawford goes up the ladder! Takes a hit away from Mookie Betts! is over and the defense is shining brightly tonight timed his jump perfectly got the hair flying McGee pumping the fist and the Giants are out of it (laughs) that play by Crawford man I don't know how he did it I recommend you go to the Giants Twitter and you look up just that picture they posted of Crawford of him in midair There was a sports photo that was posted by the Rays early on in that first game where a Rosa Reina, who was the first player to hit a home run and steal home home plate in a single game, in a postseason game, first player in history to do that, there was a photo of him sliding into first that was over the top, and I thought, wow, that's one of the coolest sports photos that I've ever seen. It was right overhead. Right, because they were in a, in a in a ballpark which had the catwalk, so you could take photos of it. You could take a zoomed in shot, but there's the shot of Brandon Crawford just floating in midair, looking like he's floating in midair. But knowing the gravity of that play, it's those types of things that have made the Giants get to where they're at now. It's those types of things, and granted. They need their lineup to wake up. I will say that. Like, that needs to happen in Game 4. That needs to happen. Their their lineup, their bats need to wake up. Because yesterday, even though the, you know, even though the, the strike zone from Ted Barrett at home plate was a little suspect, the fact that they only had three hits in this game. Now, I know the wind did play a factor, uh, but... Scherzer was dealing. Scherzer was absolutely dealing. I don't know who they're going to throw out there today. I don't even know if the Dodgers have made that decision yet. We still await to hear uh, what Dave Roberts had to say. He said they'd meet as a team, and then they'd convene around that and, and make the decision afterward. But they need to get some hits. They need to get people on base. Like That's going to be the key tonight because you did have Tyler Rogers earlier on in that game. You did have Jake McGee, who had to come in for an inning and two-thirds. And you had Camilo Duvall in for six outs in this one. But Duvall, Duvall didn't even seem tired. You could, it feels like you could pitch Duvall every single day and he'd be okay. I mean, the dude got through two innings with 20 pitches. But man, it, everything surrounding that game. And then Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria just coming through in the fifth inning with the solo home run to get the only homer on the board. Fly ball left field hit pretty well. Back on it is Pollock. This ball's carrying. And this ball is gone. Evan Longoria puts the Giants on top. In a game where Max Scherzer had struck out 10. And this is pretty crazy. This is from Sarah Langs on, uh, of ESPN, and, or excuse me, of MLB Network, formerly of ESPN. But Scherzer's the first pitcher in postseason history with at least one 10 strikeout games in three, with three different franchises. One with the Nationals, one with Detroit, who the Giants have seen in the postseason before, along with Scherzer, and then now one with the Dodgers. But that Evan Longoria home run, knowing how his season started out, Evan Longoria, before he got hurt, before he took that, before he took that injury, which was just a a total 
freak accident with what happened to defensive shifts when him and Crawford ran into each other, and it ended up putting him out for a significant amount of time. Prior to that, he was batting upwards of 280. He had nine home runs already at that point in the season, and it was, what, late into May? And he was hitting the ball just as well as he'd hit it, according to StatCast metrics, ever since they've been coming out since 2015. He'd been hitting the ball just as well as he'd hit it in that span since 2015. Evan Longoria. And prior to this at-bat, he was 3 for 45. 3 for 45. Evan Longoria before that home run. How can you not be romantic about baseball? And knowing how that season went for him in the second half, where he wasn't nearly the same hitter that he was in that uh, in that in that pre IL stint, compared to the post IL stint, just an unbelievable moment there for him to get that, and not only that for him to hit that home run, but to do it on an O two count. It seemed like Scherzer was just unstoppable in an O two count, unstoppable. From the 6-5-0, this is from Birdo. Who took a bigger L, the Dodgers or Gruden, and who got a better W, the Giants or Urban Meyer? Good Lord. Birdo coming in with the controversial topics. Let's face it, Gruden took the bigger L. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the NFL, granted, took the bigger L for what happened with John Gruden. But I'm not going to get into that because I do want to celebrate this Game 3 here. But everything that happened in this game is just a microcosm of that giant season and why they've gotten to the point uh, where they're at. But let's get to Evan Longoria here. This is his on-field interview. This was his approach to that at-bat against Scherzer. I mean, I just didn't want to get beat with another fastball or strike out with another fastball. I mean, he had some really good stuff at the top of the zone tonight. He executed pitches really well. So um, I've just been telling myself after every game, like, I just need to put one good swing on a ball. And, you know, tonight it, uh, it was a difference. And how important is that to have that veteran presence? To have a guy, and Evan Longoria, who has hit plenty of postseason home runs before. It was his 10th career postseason home runs, a home run, and it's, it was his first since Game 3 of the 2013 American League Division Series against the Red Sox. So it had been eight years ever since he'd even hit a home run in the postseason. But for him to keep that mindset, to keep that approach... You know, it's not a it's not a total knock on younger players. It's not to say no younger player would ever come back like that. But let's take, just take a look at guys like you know Mike Yastrzemski, for example, who his season he's a good player, but he has not had a good season overall and has not been great in the postseason. And it feels like even though he's not a young player by any stretch, I mean he's over thirty, but. You know, in by MLB standards, in the amount of time that he's actually played in the league, the amount of service time, he is a relatively young player. It's it seems like something's up with Yastrzemski, but Longoria keeping that mindset. I, I mean, it's so important that they have him on the field, and not only that, but it's also just his defense as well. Here's what Longoria had to say about that uh, that atmosphere at Dodger Stadium. Just this environment, man. It's, this was this was crazy. I mean, what a wild night too. The wind. I mean, I think the 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 sound in here was kind of dampened by by the wind, but um, yeah, just just a wild night overall. Again, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Ugh. Oh, man. But you know why that win was important, too? Not just because of that statistic you were hearing yesterday about how 70% of teams who, in a five-game series, when they win Game 3, go on to win the series. It's not only that, but I mentioned this earlier. The Red Sox getting that win over the Rays yesterday. The Red Sox beating the best team in the American League. Right now, the Bra- uh, the Braves have a 2-1 lead over the Brewers. And the Brewers, they're going to pull out all the stops. I mean, they got two of the best pitchers in baseball in Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. Maybe not two of the best pitchers in baseball, but Corbin Burns is uh, one of the fav- is is the betting favorite here to win the National League Cy Young. But they're down one two to the Braves, and if you're the Giants right now, you're the only team at the top of their at the top of their spot who is keeping pace with being the best team in baseball, who's actually winning these series. Because right now. 
if you're going up against the Braves in the NLCS, I'm liking those chances of winning that series a lot better than if I'm going against the Brewers. And you're going to be seeing the Red Sox play against either the Astros or the White Sox, and the Astros and the White Sox, um, the Astros have a 2-1 lead over them right now, and we're going to be seeing them uh, playing this morning, actually, at uh, at, at 11 o'clock. So 11 a.m., you're going to be seeing Astros-White Sox. We'll see what happens with the American League, but it seems like the path going forward for the Giants is looking pretty good right now. It's looking pretty good. From the 510, go Giants. We're going to finish the series tonight. I hope so, man. I hope so. But let's talk about and I want to rehash I want to I want to rehash this. I want to recycle this material already that I mentioned at 520 just in case you're getting into your car. But that last at bat where Camilo Duvall comes in for the six-out save. And already, Camilo Duvall has just taken the Giants fan base by storm. I'd never heard a fan base react the way that they were reacting when Camilo Duvall was coming in to game... What was it? 160? It was game 160. It was on that Friday against the Padres where Camilo Duvall was coming in with a 3-0 lead. There was a buzz within the stadium. It's like, oh, Duvall's coming in. The dude throws 100 miles an hour. And this dude, you know, played against the Dodgers in the pre- in, in spring training. Comes in early on in the year. He made his start. Uh, he made his debut on April 13th. And he didn't look that great. He looked like he didn't have too, too much command of his fastball. Didn't have much command of his slider. So he ends up getting sent back down. But you knew that something was there. You knew that if this dude's throwing in the triple digits, all you need is for him to get the control down, and he could be lights out. And then he comes back, works his way into the closer closer role, and it's kind of the same way I'm looking at Logan Webb in these high-leverage situations, but this is the highest of situations in terms of leverage <laughs> that Camilo Duvall could come in. Trying to get the six-out save when Kapler, quite frankly, doesn't trust a lot of these other guys in his bullpen but besides Rodgers and Jake McGee. He could have easily put in you know, Dominic Leone, who didn't have a good outing in Game 2, or Zach Littell, who really just hasn't been that reliable. Curving Castro, who's also a young player, but uh, he didn't feel like he could bring him in in that spot in the fourth inning. He brings in Tyler Rodgers early in the game, then brings in Jake McGee. Makes Tyler Rodgers go an inning longer than normal, and then Jake McGee having to clean up uh, what Tyler Rogers left him, which were two straight singles by the righties. And then you have Camilo Doval come in, and he gets out of the first inning, gets everyone to a 2-2 count, gets through the 2-3-4 batters, but still, we know that this Dodgers lineup, it's as formidable as any lineup. It's not just the 2-3-4 hitters, and then you can just skate through the 5-6-7. No, it, it, it's, still, it's still tough. And then... In the last at-bat, he's going up against Gavin Lux. Now, Gavin Lux, if you don't know, was the Dodgers' number one prospect. Not only that, the number one prospect in baseball. A first-round pick. And now you're seeing a matchup between a guy in Doval who was the 31st-ranked prospect going up against the guy who was the number one. And it's it, it, it really is... How It's a microcosm of the two teams. The Giants, not really expected to do much this season. Camilo Doval, no one knew who he was going into this year, at least nationally. If you paid attention as a Giants fan, I'm sure you knew who he was. But the national spotlight was put on Gavin Lux. And now these two are going at it in that final at-bat here. And then Gavin Lux crushes one to left center. And Camilo Doval gets the out. The 1-0. Lux in the air. That ball's hit well. That ball's back. Duggar on the track. Makes the catch to end the game. The win knocked it down. And the ball game is over. And the Giants win game three. One to nothing. Lux is beside himself at first base. He covered that completely. And it stayed in the park. He cannot believe... It did not go out. With that underlying theme, 
with that underlying theme of Camilo Doval going up against the number one prospect. And oh, by the way, he hit that ball. This is from Jeff Passan. Gavin Lux hit the final pitch of the game, 106.9 miles an hour, and at a 22-degree launch angle. Batters this season on balls hit at that speed and at tw- and at a 22-degree launch angle were 55 for 62 with 38 home runs. 38 out of the 55 hits that were hit with that angle, that launch angle, and that exit velocity were homers. The Dodgers had four such hits this year. All of them were homers. But the wind played a factor. How can you not be romantic about baseball? How can you not? How can you not? I don't know how I'm going to take it. Again, if you want to hear uh, my thoughts on, on John Gruden and everything surrounding the NFL and the Las Vegas Raiders, another Black Hole Sundays episode will be out today. Just go to the Odyssey app. You could also find it on Apple Podcasts if you want to go there as well. It's all under the pregame show umbrella. So if you follow this podcast already, you download it, you'll be able to find that episode. Me and Joe Spadoni will share our thoughts on that later on in the program. If I had more than an hour, I would discuss it because that was the story that took the not only the sports world but just the news by storm yesterday so uh, we will have a podcast for that later on but tonight tonight you have the Giants and the Dodgers Di Sclafani going up against TBD Dave Roberts still hasn't made up his mind as to who he's going to get and you can with how Di Sclafani's pitched we'll see how stone cold he is and if there's any pattern to how he's been pitching at, Do- at Dodger Stadium, it, it looks like the Dodgers are going to be getting some hits off him. So the lineup needs to do what they haven't done in these past couple of games, and it's get on early and hit these guys in. Can't have a 1-for-13 game with runners in scoring position tonight. The lineup needs to wake up. The lineup needs to wake up. It's it, it's absolutely crucial tonight. And getting this win would be huge because there's a possibility that you can save Logan Webb for the championship series instead of having to use him in this game. So it's going to be incumbent on that lineup. To- Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.